0: What's good? This is the Pigpen Podcast. Redskins preseason game number one in the books. Let's break it down. This is the Pigpen Podcast. Thank you for tuning in on the Hogshaven Podcast feed. I am your host, Denton Day, at Denton underscore Day On Twitter, you can tweet me there. Let me know what you thought of game one. Obviously, the score is not all that important, but the Redskins do fall in this one 30 to 10. We got a whole lot to talk about. We will talk about Dwayne Haskins and how I think uh, that he looked. We certainly, I feel at least, learned a lot more about our offense than we did about our defense. But you see the title of this podcast, and we're going to jump right in to that because there is one guy at least from our perspective, that dominated this game. It was Jimmy freaking Moreland. We're keeping it PG here a little bit. The guy whose name, whose nickname in college was literally JFM. Obviously the J stands for Jimmy. The M stands for Moreland. His middle name is Roger. So you can probably guess what the F stands for. He showed out tonight. He played absolutely fantastic. He was kind of the big focal point for the Redskins throughout the entirety of this game. He was the show stealer. And yes, I know like it's preseason and uh, you'd rather have this happen in the regular season. But this is a guy that uh, at least kind of was fighting. I don't know if we want to say that he was like fighting for a roster spot because he probably already had one. Uh, But if he didn't already have a solidified roster spot, I think he does now. We heard a lot of talk about Jimmy Moreland about this. Uh, idea of him being a ball hawking guy, a guy with a nose for the football and a guy that's going to make plays. We've been hearing that ever since the Redskins drafted him. Uh, if you know a JMU fan, and if you're from the DMV, odds are you probably do know a JMU fan. Uh, they have been telling you this for months that he is very, very good and he likes to stick his nose uh, into the ball and take it away from the offense. Uh, but a lot of that can sometimes just come off as just talk. Well, in preseason game number one, that talk became a reality two big pass deflections in a goal line stand and then forcing a fumble uh, later on, like literally a, a play after. So in three plays, he deflected a pass that may or may not have been a touchdown. Uh, they didn't call it. They reviewed it for like two and a half minutes. Uh, they still said it wasn't a touchdown. It was very close. Nonetheless, though, had that even have been caught for a touchdown, that would have been more a ridiculous catch than bad defense because the play that he made on the ball was great then. And then for whatever reason, uh, which I, I don't know if I will ever understand this, Drew Stan decides to go right back at Jimmy Worland and attack him again. And he fails. Jimmy Worland gets his hand in there on a quick slant, deflects it, and then they run on a goal line stand. Jimmy Moreland gets his head on the football and boom, it's a fumble. We recover and we're all good. So three straight plays right there. He forced another fumble later in the game. He wasn't playing the best coverage, a little off his guy, but he has that nose for football. Got in there and in Josh Norman style, punched the ball out of the, uh, the Cleveland Browns ball carrier. And we turned it over, and we picked up another turnover. So this guy has a nose for the football. He has lived up to that hype, which is a pretty big deal. I don't know uh, where exactly he's going to play once we get the big boys in because it's important to to realize here. We're going to break down some of the stuff we did bad on defense, but uh, we didn't have a lot of our great defensive players in. So really the only guy that I was watching on defense, heavily at least. I mean, there are a couple other guys I wanted to see, uh, but heavily watching, I was watching Jimmy Moreland, and it's important to to kind of recognize here, Baker Mayfield kind of sliced the Redskins defense up on the first drive. And part of that is because we did not do a very good job of protecting the underneath plays. We allowed them to get the ball in space in what should have been like a four yard play became an 11 yard play. And that happened a couple of times on the drive that Baker Mayfield led. But every single time that Baker Mayfield threw the ball, he threw it in the direction of Dominique Rodgers Cromartie. He did not look at Jimmy Moreland. So Baker Mayfield knows who Jimmy Moreland is, and he was not paying any attention or any mind to that side of the field. He was just going to attack Dominique Rogers Cromartie. And I don't really know... At this point in time, where Dominique Rogers cromartie really stands in terms of making the team. I mean, the Redskins could elect to go with kind of that youth movement. Uh, at this point, I would certainly say that Jimmy Moreland is above Dominique Rogers cromartie But I, that's just something I did find interesting. Maybe Baker Mayfield just really likes throwing the ball to his left. Maybe that's all that is, and I'm reading too deep into this, but it sure seemed like he made a conscious effort to not throw in the direction or even look in the direction of Jimmy Moreland, instead electing to go in the direction of the uh, a decade-long veteran who's made a couple of Pro Bowls uh, in Dominique Rodgers-Germard, and he had a lot of success in that direction. But Jimmy Moreland is the star of this first preseason game. He was absolutely awesome. And I didn't know that I ever wanted this in my life. But after I got it, I realized how funny it was uh, listening to Kenny Alpert and Joe Theismann retweets about how Jimmy Moreland was balling. Just hearing them say the words like balling in general uh, was something I didn't know that I wanted. But it was very hilarious to see Joe or to hear Joe Theismann uh, say that Jimmy Moreland was balling. But He was. Uh, So Jimmy Moreland, the star of the game, without a doubt, he lived up to the JFM nickname. He is the People's Corner, and he will be known as that until otherwise stated. That is his official nickname from this point forward. Elsewhere on the defense, though, we did get a little bit beat up. Uh, Like I said, with those underneath plays that really shouldn't have... uh, been big plays, but they happened more frequently than not. And Jimmy Moreland was the top guy that I wanted to watch. But the other area was that middle linebacker slot because we no longer have Mason Foster. We basically have a complete overhaul. And I still think the core of our linebackers can be very good but there were some very clear miscommunications going on throughout the entirety of the first half when some of our guys that are going to get real play time were actually playing and that's not just the linebackers some of that was with the safeties and some of that was with some of the other defensive backs but the, the the middle linebackers in particular, I didn't think played exceptionally well. Uh, Bostic didn't play a whole lot. Cole Holcomb did make some really really good plays when he was in. I thought Sean Dion Hamilton had a couple a uh, couple good plays, but he didn't uh, he didn't really jump off the screen with some of his great plays. And then same goes for Josh Harvey Clemens made a couple of plays, but they didn't really jump off the screen. And I was hoping that those two guys in particular, uh, with Josh Harvey Clemens and Sean Dion Hamilton, would kind of do that a little more. But this is just preseason game number one. We're not getting too too deep uh, into this, and uh, because the Redskins do kind of know what they have on defense, and they didn't have all of their starters in, they were playing very vanilla style of defenses. So there wasn't a whole lot of complexity in there, uh, and maybe that's better, or maybe that's worse for the fact that they were miscommun- there. There were so many miscommunications, um, but I didn't. We didn't see a whole lot of what this defense actually was. So I would like to think when they are surrounded by the guys that are actually going to be doing this on a on a weekend and week out basis that they will be able to play off of those strengths and be able to play better uh, but from what I saw today I wasn't exceptionally pleased with the middle linebacker play but like I said I mean this is preseason game number one we're like a week a little over a week into August like a day really I mean really we're eight days into August so we're not expecting these guys to be perfect yet but going forward I would like to see that middle linebacker group uh, play a whole lot better obviously on defense when we do have all of our guys the defensive line is going to be the strength. None of the big defensive line guys that we uh, all wanted to see played, none of them played. And I'm kind of okay with that. We didn't really need to see John Allen or Daron Payne or Matt Ioannidis in this game. But it is worth noting that Casanova McKenzie and Tim Settle, uh, they made some good plays. I thought they played really, really well. And I'm liking what they are going to bring to this defensive line unit. I would guess at this particular point in time that both Casanova McKenzie and Tim Settle are not only going to make The 53-man roster, but I do think they're going to have some opportunities throughout the course of the season uh, to play and get some heavy minutes, not minutes, but to to get some play time uh, during the course of the season and possibly some big moments. I thought those two guys played really well. Those are really the only guys on defense not named Jimmy Moreland that really jumped out to me. But like I said, On defense, and I'm going to keep saying this really until we play our next preseason game, Jimmy Moreland was the stud. He was the star. He was the guy on the defensive side of the ball tonight. He was absolutely unreal. He lived up to the JFM nickname. He is the people's corner. That's all we learned about the defense. The offense, we learned just a little bit more. As anticipated, we started with Case Keenum. Keaton was going to be the guy. Dwayne Haskins was third on the depth chart, so he was going to come in in the second half. But as we we were basically anticipated, we knew that Case Keenan was going to play at least the entirety of the first quarter, and he did. He did throw the lone touchdown to Robert Davis, and Robert Davis is a guy that I really hope makes the team. I love Robert Davis. I'm so happy that he scored in this game and scored the only touchdown for us because I really think that Robert Davis uh, is a guy that deserves to be on our roster. Uh, The throw that Keenum made to Robert Davis was a very, very nice throw. It was a very, very simple throw, but it is worth noting that I have seen Case Keenum miss basically that exact same throw to Demarius Thomas in the end zone late in the game on Monday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs. Last season. So the fact that he's making it now is a step in the right direction. And of course, I'd rather him make that throw for us than really for anybody else in the NFL. But with the exception of that throw, Keenum didn't play spectacular by any stretch of the imagination. And a part of that is because our offensive line is really, really beat up. It's pretty amazing how beat up they are when they don't have Trent Williams, and obviously Trent, even if he was here, would not have played in this game, but we need some serious help on the left side of the offensive line. Donald Penn did get a little bit of a run at the end of the game, uh, just kind of get his feet wet a little bit, because obviously he hasn't uh, been in training camp for the entirety of it, so he needed to just get a little bit of uh, reps with some of the littler guys, but I do think at some point he is going to be that starting left tackle, not Jaron Christian, but... Christian and and Flowers... They were kind of what we thought they were, which is not uh, anything that we are insanely excited about. Flowers is still getting used to that guard spot. And uh, for lack of a better word, Keenum was pressured and kind of running for his life a little more than I would have liked him to. He didn't do a whole lot of throwing. He did show his mobility a little bit, but it seemed like more than anything, when case Keenum was in, they were kind of focusing on the run, which I was a little upset with. I wanted to see him throw it. But then when he did drop back and throw it, he had a lot of guys in his face. So, uh, a decent outing from Case Keenum. I do think he played a little bit better uh, than Dwayne Haskins. Of course, the touchdown kind of boosts that a little bit. But then we did get to see Dwayne Haskins and we saw him for two full quarters. I like that. Uh, I'm very glad that Jay Gruden put him in for two full quarters because we saw very quickly. Uh, we saw the upside. We saw some of the great throws he made, but we also saw the downside. And uh, We know now we have a, uh, a kind of our first tape, our first real tape with Dwayne Haskins, as our guy, and we know that he needs a little bit of work. The first throw that he made was great. I loved the the play call, getting him out and getting him moving a little bit, getting his feet under him and kind of forcing the defense to play off of his mobility uh, was a really good start. He made a nice throw uh, to Darvin Kinsey. He made another nice throw to Darvin Kinsey later in that drive, and then Kinsey would go on to fumble it. Um, so he did make a couple nice throws, but he also made Uh, A couple bad throws. And something that Joe Theismann said that we've heard a little bit from training camp is that when Dwayne Haskins uh, is on, he's on. When he's not, he is not. And we saw two times that when Dwayne Haskins is not on... He is not on. The first interception was just a bad throw. It was a bad decision. It did not look like Byron Marshall was ready at all. It didn't look like Byron Marshall thought that he was open at all. And he just kind of floated it in his direction. It was picked off. The second interception was probably a little bit worse of a decision, if that's possible, because I really didn't like the decision he made to Byron Marshall. But he basically threw into triple coverage to a guy that wasn't looking. So. We've we seen the bad from him. It's something that he can grow from. It's something that I do think he will grow from. But we also saw the good as well. And it's important to notice that. At this point in time, we know that Dwayne Haskins is probably not going to start week one. But you're not winning the job in week one of the preseason anyway. You're also not losing the job. So with our quarterbacks, with maybe the exception of Josh Woodrum, and I love Josh Woodrum, super nice guy, won me award in college, whether he knows it or not, because we both went to Liberty, but Josh Woodrum's not going to make this team. It's kind of a three quarterback race between Colt McCoy, Case Keenum, and Dwayne Haskins, and no one wins or loses the job in week one of the preseason. This is really just tape, 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 tape. So now that they can learn they have, they've gotten used to a game speed at least a little bit, or they gotten in Dwayne Haskins case, he's gotten his feet wet in game speed in the NFL. Uh, so I, I'm not pleased with his performance by any stretch of the imagination. Obviously you don't want a guy to throw two interceptions, but I'm not pissed. So it's, it's like kind of in the middle. It's, I guess it's like more I'm disappointed uh, just because I wanted him to have some more success. But this is definitely a game that I think he can learn from. And like I said, when he was on, he was on. I mean, some of the throws that he did make were really, really good. He did have a a near touchdown throw where he was getting out and using his legs. He's not exactly your prototypical like running quarterback. He's certainly not Lamar Jackson uh, or Cam Newton, although Cam Newton and Haskins do have similar body build. Uh, But he did show his mobility a little bit. Uh, both when he was moving the pocket to throw in, just to kind of pick up some yards with his feet. And I liked that aspect of his game, I think, more than anyone. Uh, he he does have the opportunity to be the most mobile quarterback. Before the injury, I would have said Colt McCoy, but because of that injury, I think Colt, Colt's mobility will kind of be limited this year. Uh, so I do think in terms of being a mobile quarterback, Dwayne Haskins is probably the guy that's going to be able to move the pocket with his feet the best, but... But we just have to kind of get him more used to it. We're not throwing, I don't think we should throw him in the fire by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Elsewhere on the offense, like I said, I loved uh, Robert Davis, the 46-yard touchdown was awesome. He drew a big pass interference prior to that 46-yard touchdown. He's the guy that I really wanted to be on our team last season. Of course, he got hurt, so he couldn't go uh, that direction. But now that he is healthy, uh, this is a guy that I think we need to do our very best to keep him on the roster. We didn't see a whole lot of Terry McLaurin if we saw him at all. Uh, I don't think we saw him. He may have lined up for a few plays. I did see him on the sideline with his pads on, but we didn't. he didn't get the ball thrown to him if he wasn't um darvin kinsey of course played well trey quinn did catch a pass doxson and richardson didn't play didn't really expect them to play um but I i think robert davis was the best wide receiver i'm actually very very pleased that none of our top three running backs played. I I thought that was a very good decision from Jay Gruden, who has historically not made the best decisions when it comes to the preseason. I liked the idea of not playing any of our top three running backs. That's a position that I actually feel like we are very strong in, and we need to keep them healthy. And plus, we know that those three guys are making the roster. So like, we know Adrian Peterson's there. We know Darius Geis is there. We know Chris Thompson is there kind of use this preseason time to figure out who else is going to be there if we decide to keep four running backs. And based on what we saw today, I would think if we do keep four running backs, Byron Marshall should probably be the fourth guy. I was not at all impressed uh, with what Samaj P. Ryan did today. He he didn't run the ball exceptionally well. He completely missed on a block that he should have had that led to Dwayne Haskins getting drilled. Not a guy that you want to see get drilled in week one of the preseason. Samaj P. Ryan has to make that block. And I know he's not the biggest dude in the world. And the guy that he was in charge of blocking had like six inches on him, but it's still a block that you need to make or at least slow the guy down, chip him more than he ended up doing. And he did not, he did not do either. He basically kind of tapped him and he just ran, the def- defender just ran right through the tap. Uh, so I was not pleased with how Samaj P. Ryan played. I know this is a guy that Jay Gruden has been very high on, but I find it hard to believe that that is going to be something that continues if this sort of play continues. I think right now Byron Marshall is the guy to keep if we decide to keep four running backs. Four running backs does seem like a whole lot, but I do think if we let Byron Marshall go, somebody else is going to pick him up. That's not a guy that I think we can keep on our practice squad, so that's going to be one of the tougher decisions, I feel like, at the end of camp, and depending on whether we keep three or four running running backs is going to ultimately factor into how many receivers we keep, which could factor into, do we keep Robert Davis? So that's, that's going to be, that's a tough decision that we are going to have to uh, kind of face here in the near future. But we have a couple more preseason games, thankfully, uh, to decide that. And then of course, like I said, the the offensive line needs help. Uh, We need Trent Williams back. This was kind of the prime example to say like, hey, we need trent williams back we didn't see the browns top defensive line and that left side of the line still struggled against kind of their b team players so we need to figure out some sort of way to get trent back and i know this story for us in particular as fans is getting so tiring because we hear about it time and time and time and time like we we literally just can't escape this trent williams story But there is a reason, and that reason was showcased today. The left side of the line needs a whole lot of help. The guys that we have right now, are not going to be suitable if we really want to make this offense a very good offense. And I do think it has the potential to be a very good offense. Of course, we didn't see Jordan Reed today uh, either. So we didn't see really any of our top three targets, three or four. I do think McLaurin has a really good opportunity to make some really big plays for us this season. I would have liked to see him a little bit. I hope that Jay Gruden starts to implement these starters a little bit more in the preseason. That's been my biggest issue with him in his tenure here is that he doesn't utilize the preseason in the best way possible in terms of building kind of that chemistry with the quarterbacks. And this year in particular, even more than the Kirk Cousins year when we got all those new receivers with Doxson and Pryor, I think this year it's more important than then to get the wide receivers to have some game action with their quarterbacks. the The training camp is great. It's important, but it's not like real game speed. And especially if we don't actually know at the moment who our quarterback is going to be come week one, it's important to get all of our receivers reps with all of the guys in real game action. It's only going to benefit us. I know we don't want to have any of those guys get injured, but it's kind of a risk you have to take. You got to get these guys some in-game reps with the guys that are actually going to be throwing them the ball on Sunday so we can make this offense really roll, especially if we're going to start needing these kind of quick underneath routes because of the way that our offensive line is moving right now. So all in all, of course, the Redskins fall 30-10. to I wasn't pleased with some of the stuff I saw on offense, but Jimmy Moreland was the star of the show and I think our quarterbacks have room to grow. That's kind of the overarching message that I got out of this game, but I'd love to know what you guys think tweet at me at Denton underscore day on Twitter, or if you're listening uh, via hogshaven.com you can comment down below, uh, right right below this article. Uh, until then, I will see you guys next time on the Pig Band Podcast.